This is the Dudes in Christ Podcast. What's poppin'? This is the Dudes in Christ podcast. I'm your host, Justin Fowler. And I'm Josh Cullum. <clears throat> and we got some special guests in today. Yeah. The Are generic. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Jen and Eric Garris, we got uh, these guys on today. They were kind enough to, to get up early and, and come up here and share some words with us. So, yeah. thanks for coming out, guys. Yeah, you're welcome. Enjoy so, it. So, um, Josh, me and you banter every week. So, what about generic? What you what you guys been up to? What's been going on in your life? I've been sitting in a jeep waiting on Jen. <laughs> oh my! Story <laughs> of the man's life. Yeah. Okay. She's uh, been training for a a marathon and um, running down the road. Yesterday, she did a ton of miles, and I'm sitting in a jeep on my phone. <laughs> Uh, watching little clips of videos and laughing and people passing, looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> so that's it for me. I mean, working in the, you know, uh, doing the dad thing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm so, proud of her. She's done such a good job. When's your marathon? <laughs> it is in January. It's a, actually, uh, it's the Disney marathon. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we're going to run the parks and actually the run for God that I've been a part of. Um, we're meeting there uh, cool. as many as they yeah. can all across the United States. Yeah. And uh, we actually have a training, you know, we have a plan and everything. So I'm following the plan. And yesterday was actually 10 miles. And so a miles. Yes. I ran from one town to the next and yeah. then some. So I ran from Risco to Malden, Missouri. Um, bunch of farmland and yeah. but uh, as I was doing that I was actually praying uh, for the farms and our school and you know so when you're out there and, yeah. and doing that just God is you, just <laughs> when you run 10 miles you got plenty <laughs> yes. plenty yep. time to think and yes that's cool so, after you get past that stage of am I gonna throw up yeah. or not <laughs> yeah, once you so, hit that I don't know how, how it is for you but like even in, uh, like when I would play basketball and stuff like when I first like say we have a game and you can relate and kids, but say you have like a game, maybe it's the anxiety of starting of the game, but it seems like your kind of wind is a little behind you. And then once you get going, it seems like it kind of levels off. And yeah, yes. The, uh, I think just the adrenaline at yeah. times, um, it's much worse when I'm so in a live game, I can see where uh, basketball players would get this. I do in a race and I have to really watch my breathing. And um, once I get past once yesterday, once I got passed around, um, I did refuel one time, and uh, I had a little snack. You know, you're supposed to really do those things. So around five miles, I did that. But actually, other than that, um, I walked for a couple minutes, and then I, I did ten miles pretty yeah. much straight. Right through. But uh, you got to keep that breathing. You yeah. have to all those things because you'll be you'll be stronger in the long run if you can keep that and keep a right pace. Yeah. And so um, makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. It took me every bit of the 12 weeks that we trained last year. It took every bit of the, for the 12 weeks to learn and uh, the cadence and yes. breathing and all that. To, you're an all-out guy. Yeah, instead of going <laughs> all-out, dying. Is. He's like a deer. Then you yeah. get it, then <laughs> it levels runs. out and you get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take. I couldn't do it today. But <laughs> but see, you're so fast. 12 more weeks. You could run like five miles ahead of everybody and walk the rest of the way. And be like, <laughs> more like running a quarter mile and then stopping. <laughs> can't breathe. So awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I think we should just jump right into right. it. I know um, um, we talked about talking. You guys taught Sunday school last mm-hmm. week, and um, I know some, sometimes Sunday school can get a little um, time can get kind of crunched. So uh, we kind of just want to bring you guys back on and let you go through it. And, uh, you know, we got almost an hour here, so we can take all the time we want. And I'm sure it'll strike conversation out of it. And, um, yeah, the, the floor is your guys. So however you feel, feel to uh, let it out. Okay. Um, well, we talked about in the Sunday school about the true mental toughness uh, as a Christian. Um, you know, more than ever, and I stay in time um, with our 
the way everything's happening. I mean, look, we were in a pandemic and yeah. you can, you know, just see how the enemy is using these kind of things, all these perils, every which way. Yep. If it's not one way, it's another way. And it's time more than ever for us to stand up and truly have that mental toughness that God wants us to have and to take and have yep. that authority in your life. And so we talked about, um, you know, the true mental toughness, the four different um, characters. You know characteristics, and we can name those, and then um, I'll get a little bit into it. Um, the first one is um, we're going to go ahead and keeping a good, uh, having a great attitude. Um, and uh, number two is giving your very, very best. And then three is um, treating people really, really well. And I know that, like for the most part, that's supposed to be a given as a Christian. Well, we're supposed to do that. Well. I mean, do we? Do we? And then four um, is uh, keeping gratitude in the midst of uh, unconditional circumstances. Not the circumstances you can control, but the unconditional ones. So those four things we're going to highlight today on and share on. And I know you guys have a lot to, you know, add in on this. And um, I want to just talk about um, mentally weak people um, are confronted by difficulties and challenges. Um, and so when you're mentally weak, at times you want to focus on yourself and the circumstances and fixate on the negative. Um, and also, I know this is hard to imagine, complain yeah. about what needs to be done. Yeah. So those things right there. Um, and uh, I think so- mentally weak people... One the one thing that describes a mentally weak person is somebody who doesn't put any time or any effort into making themselves better. Right. Yeah. Any reading, any praying, any right. getting the word out, you know, um, sitting around doing nothing all day, watching soap operas, and I'm sorry if you love them, I don't. <laughs> and, um, you know, and and then you wonder why that you know you're depressed and you're in those consi- you know those conditions. Yeah. So. Well, and the Bible is like, you know, speaks on. You know, set your mind on things above. We'll get to that scripture, but it's also thanks on think on things that are what lovely, pure. Yeah. You know, of good report. There's a reason why he's given us clear instructions about where our mind is. So, um, but those who focus on God, those that try and seek and and pursue that, um, those mentally tough people uh, don't dwell on how they feel. Yeah. Um, they focus on what needs to be done, and so. Um, you know, you can look back. I can just think of different things that needed to happen. I mean, I can look at the actual physical right now of uh, a building that we have next door, <laughs> and our pastor. I mean, I come to it comes to mind with me because it's like, okay, we needed something to be done. Um, we needed that building over there. We needed the life center, but how are we going to have it? And more than anything, how are you going to do it without? getting loans and all those things. Yeah. And so with that being said, I remember, I remember being out there and I remember the approach that was taken. It was either, are we going to talk about how we feel about this? Everything's too high. Do we need to get this? Or are we going to face the fact this needs to be done and we're going to get it Do done? It. Yeah. And, and, you know, basically he just went in, uh, he and uh, his wife <laughs> and yeah. said, let's get this done. It's not really about how we feel. And we have a, a life center, a gym that is, you know, basically open in the community. Yeah. It's in our, you know, it's used in various ways, and it has been a huge impact. And um, there you go. There's a physical evidence yeah. of that mindset of getting things done. Right. And and then we're having another building that 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 is almost coming up too. And yeah. uh, so I just I see that. So research. Um, I'm going to move on with research has proven again and again that a person's mindset determines the type of life a person lives. And I want to just set this up like um, before we even get to the great attitude, great, you know, keeping a great attitude, we've we got to come to the terms with our mind. OK, guys, I mean, um, so whether you are happy and successful or frustrated and miserable, and I don't care if you got a million dollars or you got a dime, yeah. it, you know, yeah. th- it really doesn't matter, does it, guys? Mm-hmm. And uh, I've never had a million dollars, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) you know, it's a result of a mindset and your mindset is determined by your inner beliefs and your beliefs that you get to freely choose. 
that is the God that we serve. He gives us those free choices. We do not serve one of those um, gods that says this is what you'll do and this is how you feel. No, he gives us that cho- choice. And that is that is ultimately um, what's so beautiful about the sovereign God that we serve. The mind is the leader or forerunner of all actions. If you um, go to Romans 8 and 5, um, I'll, I'll just read this. For those who are according to the flesh are controlled by its unholy desires, set their minds on and pursue those things which gratify the flesh. But those who are according to the Spirit and are controlled by the desires. Did you hear that, fellas? The desire of the Spirit. And set their minds on and seek those things which gratify the Spirit, not gratify the flesh. Okay? So again, we go back to to a, a choice that we make. Mental toughness builds a foundation, and this is where we're leading up to, guys, for long-term success as a Christian, as a believer, okay? And who doesn't want that, okay? I don't know about and you guys. Wants to be successful. Right? We yeah. all want to be successful in everything that we do, everything that we pursue, you know, you name it, in your job, in your, in your parenting, in your relationships, because this mental toughness affects every area of your life, yeah. you know? And... um and in Deuteronomy 31 and 6, it says, Be strong and courageous, and do not be frightened, right? And do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And okay? if you read in that chapter, it's going to be, tell you, yeah. be strong many times. Yes, yes. And whenever so. you're in the Word of God and you're studying, and in a certain group of scriptures, when it keeps bringing up something, it means... <laughs> Exactly what it's saying. Yeah. Be strong and do not fear. I think that uh, again, we are humans, and humans uh, seem to forget. And I think that that is what's so, excuse me, amazing about the Word of God is that um, we uh, need to be reminded how strong we need to be, yeah. and how much we need to uh, trust in Him. I mean, you're going to have a little bit of fear. That is a part of our human. Uh, emotions, I believe that, but acting on it, because with that, the access, you're going to give access to God through your faith, or you're going to give access through your fear to the enemy. So those two right there. So our actions are a direct result of our thoughts. And um, so this is where we're going to get started with having a great attitude, keeping a great attitude. I mean, it's one thing to have one when the, when everything, you know, the, the song with the, you know, oh, I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just think, you know, yes, everything's going great. I mean, it's like, yes. And so, yes, but keeping that mindset is that's where we're at. Persevering, guys. Um, and so uh, the Bible speaks about that. First uh, Peter and uh, 1 and 13. And. Um, I actually brought my amazing, lovely Bible, and um, I only had a little bit of this. I wanted to make sure. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon what? Upon the grace that is to be brought to you as a revelation of Jesus Christ. So, um, so we're going to go ahead and. Um, Talking about the girding up of your loins, um, there's a Greek word in there. Um, I can't even say it, Eric, but it talks about this word is used to describe when you uh, gird up your loins. It actually goes way back to the Orientals and who wore long, long robes. So before taking a long journey or running in a race, they would gather up their loose robes and tuck them in their girdle. And so girding up the loins that's what it's talking about. But most frequently, this word was used to be uh, depicted a runner who was running a race. So allowing loose ends, the entanglement, distractions would never would, uh, would allow all those things to hinder a race. But Peter is talking about um, a garment made of material. Okay. And so he's when it's talking about that, it says deal with the loose ends that exist in our minds, our emotions. It says correct. I mean, basically correct those parts of our thinking that we know are wrong. Oh, my. Correct. That means we know it's wrong. 
We know we shouldn't be thinking that way. We know that we have authority over that. And so we need to fix that. Okay. It says what? Be sober. Right. Rest. Okay. Grab a hold of those dangling areas and thinking and put them out of the way. And remove them by the authority of what, guys? The word of God. We're going to go back to that over and over. You have to know the word and the word will what? Not just make you free, set you free. That word in you, down deep, is going to rise up. What comes up to the surface, what is that? Uh, what floats up to the top there at times is going to be the word of God. So um, David, David's heart had been full <laughs> of lust for Bathsheba and murdering her husband. So I wanted to... Um, Bring out this scripture in Psalms 51 and 10. What does it say? Create in me what a new heart, yeah. oh right. God, right. and renew a right spirit. And um, he needed the right spirit to that he would obey the word of God. Well, it's the, um, you, you talked about a while ago, be sober. Yes. And that means more than just don't yes. be drunk. But if you think about it, when you're drunk, you make all the wrong choices. Oh yeah. You know, and when we're drunk in ourselves in ourself mm-hmm. and we can be that way when we're so intoxicated with our wants, our needs, our desires, all that we can see is us and and you you kind of forget you know there's a Bible right there. There, There's a God up in heaven who loves us. There's a way out. The Bible clearly has every answer to every question or every problem. And when we're so intoxicated with those problems, that's whenever, you know, we, 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 we forget what true mental toughness means. We go into intoxication. We go into a a state of uncontrol. You're, you're, you're haphazard. You're, you're, uncontrollable. It's kind of like a drunk driver. You're in, you know, you're in a car driving down the road, intoxicated. You can't really control what's going on in the same, kind of the same way in the spirit. Just like the drunk driver hits people and, and hurts them. Most of the time he ends up not hurt at all yeah. or, or very well, just barely hurt the same way in the spirit. When we're intoxicated, we have, things around us. We're driving down this road and we're hurting people and we end up not even realizing that we do that. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. when that happens. We well, yeah, and, and choices that you make. That's right. You know, leading your family, yeah. um, you know, choices that you make in every area. In every area. We got to be very sober and we have to be um, available to listen to what God has for us and, and, and to choose to do that. Well, in the scripture, um, is in my mind, seek ye first the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and right. his righteousness. Right. What? Right. And it says all right. those things. Because one thing about a true mentally tough Christian is you make those choices yes. and you do those things that are going to be beneficial. It's like an athlete. Um, they choose to go to the gym. They choose to get out in the rain at 55 degrees and run 10 miles. <laughs> You know, because you're you're disciplined to know what you have to do to get ready for that big meet or that big run, and you choose to do that. That's mentally tough. It's those other people that sit in jeeps, you know, <laughs> waiting around. You know that that uh, you know. Whenever she said, "I'm going to go run," I'm like, first thing I said is, "It's cold and raining," <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, and what about it?" So that's that's discipline. Well, um, just like in anything, you have to train. And the real training is not when basketball season starts or right. football season. It's be- before. So right now is the real training. Right. And so if you're not really enduring some of those weather conditions or things like that, it's really before is what counts. That's right. And so um, I think truly that. When we are, you know, just like the run for God, they really they talk about motivation versus discipline. And the more and more 
more. I'm learning. And I love to be motivated. And mm-hmm. I'm a, I truly motivate. I teach school. Um, I motivate my children yeah. in so many ways to do things. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, mothers have a way of motivating their children <laughs> to do what they need to be done, you know, things that, but what I'm saying, motivation and discipline, I don't, you know, Justin, I know you can kind of talk about that. Motivation only takes us so far. Yeah, I've heard the saying, you know, motivation will get you started, but discipline will keep you on the road. Yes. yes. You know, if you have to constantly be motivated to, to do what you're doing, then you probably don't have the discipline to do what you want to do. Yes. <laughs> yes. And yeah. that, that motivation is definitely. And so I'm learning that more and more that um, it's not really about how you feel. It's about, you know, really about what you know. And so, again, we can apply that to, you know, even this morning. I, I know I felt one way, but I know what needs to be done. Yeah. You know, I know that that word of God needs to, to come forth. And even though the circumstances are not glorious, I'm not trying to act like there are no problems or situations in our life that we are right in front of us right now. Right. But we can choose to fix our eyes on what God says. And we can trust God in these hard places, in these things, this mental toughness. This is what God is asking us to do. If we're not going to do it, who will? What are we, you know, how are we shining our light if we won't? And I know it's tough. Believe me, I'm looking at circumstances right now and I'm saying, how God, how God? But he says, you got to trust. He's working in the midst of things way beyond what we can see. Right. And whenever we we lose our way, we got to look towards that light yes. to where he's at because you know. that's the only you know that's the guide that's the you know that's what's going to make us or break us right. you know as a mentally tough Christian. Well, um, you can't have a positive life and a negative mind, guys. You know that um, the right attitude will make you break you, your church, your work relationships, your health. Um, I'm you know in Acts sixteen thirty and thirty four, it's Paul and Silas. Okay, I mean, come on now, guys. True mental toughness. I mean, he, they are, you know, here they are. They had been beaten. They were in chains. They were Ill- illegally imprisoned. Okay. And what were they doing, guys? Praying, singing, and focusing on God. And they, they knew that God was still working. We know that God is still working. We cannot be moved by our circumstances. Right. We cannot be moved by, well, our fears, because even in the midst of that, I mean, it looked pretty, I mean, come on, guys, it looked pretty dim for them. Yeah. And, uh, but what they do, they pray, they sang, they focused on God. I can't count how many times that when we're, I've been in a situation or, um, or talking with someone or someone's maybe talking to me and I'm like, I'm having a really hard time. And they're like, have you prayed about it? Have you talked to God about it? Have you been listening to worship? This week, have you gotten alone with God? All, you know, these reminders of, okay, you've got to take that time to get back and to reevaluate and refocus. Yeah. Okay. And um, so, again, we can go to the Word of God that shows us exactly where we need to be. And, Eric, you can go ahead and take us on into the what is, what is second the, one. What is the book that we... Oh, Got this um, out of. actually, it's a book. That yes, has. it actually came from my boss, to be honest. Um, I got it. I think uh, Judge Less, Love More. Um, it's actually Less. a coaching book, to be uh, honest. When I was coaching mm-hmm. um, softball uh, for many years, um, right. read this book. And uh, I brought this. Uh, it brought this out, trying, um, talking about um, Judge Less, Love More. And it had some really good um, points in it. And uh I wrote them down, and then I stuck them around my mirror, and then I just started developing these mindsets and um, good, good, good reminders. That's a good thing to do is get the word out there, put the word where you can see it every day. Some of your favorite scriptures are your motivators mm-hmm. that yes. get you going. Yes. That's uh, why they That's why they uh, created posters is to <laughs> remind people and, and to get that in front of them. You know, you go into a, a classroom in – if you're a student, you go into a classroom and it's just white walls. I mean, as a student, I was just like bored. You know, I like to look <laughs> at, at look at something. I like to look at something. You know, except yeah, I didn't we like have to a the book. But, Steve you know, Austin poster over here. <laughs> there you go. You know, something funny. You know, or fun to look at. But anyway, I don't know. Too many teachers have got funny, fun to look at stuff up. So. 
number two, uh, Jennifer covered the have a great attitude. Number two, uh, and I'll go through my two. Um, I'll give Jennifer a little bit more time, but giving your very best is very important. How many you know of us do this every day? Uh, we start out. I start out my day. I'll get up. I'll uh, make sure my truck's ready to go. I do HVAC work, and and uh, I like to when I get on scene or on a job. I don't like to have to go get a part. I don't like to have not have what I need. And, uh, you know, giving our very best is important that we do that every day. And, and to keep that, uh, you know, going all day long, Jennifer, when she's running, she's running a, I don't know, 10 minute mile, maybe. I don't know how, how fast she goes, but anyway, uh, and it's, it's, uh, it's a constant thing. It's like, she'll run mile one, let's say at 10, 11 minutes. Well, she'll run mile eight at 10 or 11 minutes. Um, and it's a constant deal. I would be mile one at 20 minutes, mile two at 30 minutes. You know, I mean, it would be taking me longer, but it's something that we have to do every day and we have to do it consistently. You know, it's all day long. And a lot of us don't do that to have mental toughness. You got to give your best all the time. Uh, God has given us his best gift through salvation of Jesus Christ. You know, what, what Christ did on the cross, what he did through, uh, getting to the cross, what was was you know the best gift, and you know in John three sixteen says so you know for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. He loved us in spite of our obvious shortfalls, and we all have shortfalls, shortcomings. We we have, you know, things that we deal with, and uh, He knows us. And he loves us anyway. And uh, that's something that's so great. You know, my nobody really knows you like your kids know you, like your wife knows you, like your husband knows you. Um, but nobody really knows you like God knows you. Yeah. And our kids, our, our wives, our husbands, you know, they all love us in spite of what we really are at home on our worst days. But God loves us to the point that he died on a cross for us, regardless of what we were and, and what we have dealt with in, in, in today, you know, every day. And he sees our worst. Yes, he does. He sees our worst. He knows. He knows the very hairs on your, our head. Mm-hmm. Um, but God commanded his love towards us that in that while we were yet sinners— Christ died for us. That's Romans 5 and 8. Are we doing our best for God? What job or what, you know, what are you doing in the church? What are you doing? What's your ministry? Um, God gives us all a ministry. How are we approaching our calling? Um, If you are a teacher in the church, if you're a minister, if you sing, if you play an instrument, if you clean the toilets, if you work the pantry, work the pantry, whatever it is, right, anything. anything. How you know God gives us an opportunity, and if you want to grow, you have to show that you're going to be interested in what you're doing. There's a difference in somebody interested in a job and wants to learn and grow in that job, and then a person that just goes to work. Yeah, I'm just going to work. I go to work, I do my eight hours, I come home, I forget about work. And then there you have the person that goes to a job, invests time in being a better employee, does the extra effort, and those people usually, not always, but usually the company notices those people and they will be promoted and into the position of even a CEO. Um, and that's important that, you know, how, how serious are we taking our calling? You know, what has God give us to do and are we doing our best at it? You know, that's very important. You know, um, I have a, a couple papers that I look at every morning and one says this, every job is a self portrait of the person who did it because that goes along with my work, you know, um, I come across things that are sometimes um, really challenging 
to install or fix. And I do the best I can, but I, I try to do extra to make it better. Does it make sense? Yeah. Uh, I, I want it to be when somebody sees it, you know, um, I want them to think, man, you know, they did a good job because whenever people go to purchase HVAC equipment or whatever, uh, you go to a barbecue place, you know, you're going to go to the barbecue place that tastes good all the time. Or are you going to go to one that's like, okay, you know, it was a bad day again. Yeah. yeah. You know, it only takes once or twice for somebody never to go back to someplace that's not yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know, even, don't start with your barbecue. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, and then I have a sign that says sign your work with excellence. Are we signing our work in the kingdom with excellence? When we teach, are we giving it our all? You know, I used to to study a lot, and I would study uh, a lot at night because I would work nights and be up all night. So I, I and I worked in an office. I was, you know, did uh, I took care of people, so I wasn't really busy uh, because I worked at a, a smelter. But anyway, so I'd study a, a lot at night, and um, you know, I, I wanted to be able to know what God's word said. You know, it was so important that, um, you know, I, I was doing what God wanted me to do and know, knowing what, what I needed to do. Um, but um, I lost my train of thought on that one. But anyway, um, you know, are we doing the best we can? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, are we are we going out and going that extra effort? Are, are we putting extra effort? Are we signing our work with excellence? Are, are we doing what we need to do? Yeah. To to make to be better, you know, or are we just like robots? Yes, yeah. Are we just you know, well, you know, I know. I mean, it's like a, what good is the enemy of great? Yeah, right, right, right. And so, I mean, you can do something good, right? Or right. you can do something great, yeah. great, or yeah. you can go in there, right. and you know, make a difference, right? And uh, you know, so it's important that that we we pour out ourselves. Are we going to be the average? Christian, you know, do, do, you know, and there's nothing wrong with being an average person. There's a lot of average people out there, but you can choose to be excellent at what you do. If you're a teacher, if you're playing the drums or the bass or the, the whatever, you can choose to, to take that extra effort and be better. You know, um, you know, I, I put a lot of, of time in, uh, learning to play bass, uh, learning to play saxophone, um, you know, it's not something that you take, you know, you got to take extra effort. And it takes extra effort to be excellent. Yeah, It does. And as a Christian, God has given us the opportunity. Listen, you have an opportunity yeah. to be excellent. Are we, you willing to take that right. opportunity? There is right. a little work. Right. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of time invested yes. in that, too. It's like right. I look. Right. Like you're just talking. I was thinking about my son's playing junior high ball. Right. And there's stuff that I know now. That mm-hmm. I wish I would have known when I was his age, and sure. you know that we teach or we try to teach them right. things right. that we're seeing now that we didn't know then. That's right. And I just think you know it took took me a long time to realize that. Right. And then I know it's going to take him a long time to for it to finally click. But you know some things yes click off easier, and some things don't. So. And if you knew that back then, yeah, you'd have been you know NBA player or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean. I don't know about that. You, know, you got you got <laughs> would have, good. Would have been blessed. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got good and you got great. Yeah, you know, yeah, you, know uh, you got good, which is uh, um, Dunkin' Donuts, and you got great, which is Krispy Kreme. Right. You oh, know, right. so I mean, well, you've got other people that <laughs> beg to differ. So. But anyway, uh, the next thing we're going to go over real quick is um, um, treat people the way you want to be treated. The golden rule says this, you know, basically, treat others as you want to be treated. But here's some other things. Do unto others as you have them to do unto you. Speak to and of others how you want to be spoken to and about. Feel about others how you would have them to feel about you. Think of others the way that you would like to be thought of and make an effort to respect even the unrespectable. That goes a little bit further than just Doing to others as you have them to do to you, but does actually cover all that. Uh, Here's a few things, uh, principles to remember about treating others. Um, 
I'm going to read this real quick. Um, Luke 6, 31 says, And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return. That's hard. That's very hard. That's real hard. That's not just talking about money. We suppose we supposed to talk, you know, good about our enemies, even if they don't talk good about us. We supposed to do those things. Listen, um, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore, be merciful, just as your Father. Also is merciful. How many? It was God good to us when we wasn't worth it. Yeah. He loved us regardless. He gave us the best. He had the best attitude. How about this? And here's a few points. Okay, instead of judging people by their past, stand by them and help them build their future. And I put Messiah House down beside yes. this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because that's a ministry here in the Voice of Zion. Uh, and it is a great ministry yes. helping people that have had problems in the past. And we're building, uh, through that ministry, powerful men in, uh, of God. And uh, so I'm, I'm proud of that. Number two, listen with curiosity, speak with candor, and act with integrity. Speaking your truth allows people to be honest with themselves and with you. And acting with integrity keeps relationships on a high standard. So that's very, very important. What is integrity? It's doing the right thing no when nobody else is looking. Yeah, that's called character. Too. And that's character <laughs> also. And, and are we doing that in our ministry? Are we doing that, you know, when we do our studies, when we, when we prepare? Treat everyone with kindness, not because they are kind-hearted, but because you are. One of the greatest gifts we can give another person is kindness. How many times, you know, um, have we been in a bad mood and people, I, I, I have a problem with that sometimes because if I'm in a bad mood, um, I'm just, I don't care. I, I just, I'm, I'm, you know, we've all been there. If that's, someone is in need, let them help a hand. And go that's one, like one hour after I wake up, that's, the time frame don't talk to me. You got to get that 500 milligrams of caffeine. <laughs> I'm, yes. I'm, in a bad, I'm in a bad mood until about an hour in. <laughs> Here's another one. Don't try to make yourself great by making someone else look small. Yeah. We That's rise cool. by lifting others. People tend to make others feel how they feel themselves. Right. Yeah. Whether it's great or small. If you can't offer help, support, or love, at least do everything in your power not to hurt them or make them feel small. Something I, I don't like at all is is the feeling of somebody trying to make me look small. Mm-hmm. And just that feeling, and I think everybody probably has been there, and that feeling that you feel when somebody's making you feel small is the feeling that we never want to make others feel. Mm-hmm. It's it, You are not better than anybody else. Remember, everyone has a story. It may be something they've gone through in the past or something they're still dealing with. But remember that behavior doesn't happen in a vacuum. Everyone has inner battles and issues. Withhold judgment and instead offer a consideration that you'd like to receive. Uh, Here's another one. We don't meet people by accident. We don't. Uh, I believe a lot of things are spiritually and, you know, just put out there for us. Some will help us grow. Some will hurt you. Some will inspire you to do better, but I think that we all we meet people, and it's not by accident. Um, number seven is the best teachers are those who don't tell you how to get there, but show you the way. And I put Jen uh, beside this one uh, because she is a reading recovery teacher. She also works with people that have um, dyslexia, and she goes 
to trainings. She goes above and beyond. She loves her kids. She dresses up like, I mean, Johnny Appleseed and everybody else. <laughs> and that. and you, you just, if you see the videos, uh, uh, from the Risco school websites uh, or on the Facebook pages that some of the things that she does, you just, you'll understand seeing them go to higher levels than they could ever or would have imagined on their own. But that doesn't mean that you have to fix them or enable them instead, guide them to the source of their own power. We don't have to fix everybody, but we can show them the light and they'll find their own way. Yeah. Just like the sign said, or the song says uh, by David and the giants. Uh, and then never look down on someone unless you are helping them up. So don't look down on people. These two probably don't know David and the Giants. <laughs> they, goes, they probably don't. They go way back. Apple, we got to uh, introduce listen, you, them. You, you can't find That's that right. on anything That's except right. Apple Music. That's right, guys. David and the Giants. Listen, if you don't know them, <laughs> look them up. David and the Giants. Oh, and listen to some of their stuff. They, they got is. some good stuff out there. And then the last one, I'll, I'll turn it back over to Jen. Um, is appreciate those who have supported you. We have pastors and friends that have supported us through Mm -hmm. our bad times and good times. And we need to remember the ones that have supported us. So many times we are, we're 11 times greater uh, able to remember the bad things that happened to us in life than the good things there's there's you know, somebody can be good to you for years and do one bad thing, or even if it's something that they didn't mean to do. And that's what we will focus on is that bad thing. Not all those times that they prayed for you, all that stuff that they done for you, all the help that they offered for you. You forget about all that. And all you remember is, Oh, they did me wrong this one time. And it Mm -hmm. may just be something they didn't even mean to do. Yeah. A lot of the times people don't even know that they've, they've wronged you. Uh, they'll say something, you know, in a moment that they don't even realize how they say it. They may have had a bad day. You ever had a bad day? Mm-hmm. And it happens. And, and then they that's all they, they think about. Well, but, that's well, that's where it would lead into um, are we going to live a life of peace? Right. Because in, cho- when you choose to live a life of peace, one of the main things is you forgive quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. Remember the four enemies of the heart. Right. Anger. You know, is one of the main things, and it mm-hmm. says you forgive quickly. Mm-hmm. So right. those kind of things don't set up and cause those re- relationship rifts. Don't, right. don't cause those things. And you, you're, you're talking about, you know, don't forget those people in your life. Well, that leads mm-hmm. us up to our our mm-hmm. last one, right. the four um, true um, mental toughness as a Christian is gratitude, keeping gratitude. The Bible mentions even in the New Testament seventy one times. Um. About gratitude. Now, um, let's define thankfulness and gratitude because thankfulness is a feeling, okay? But uh, being grateful is an action. And so um, Paul tells us in Colossians 2 and 7, uh, being overflowing with gratitude, okay? Um, There are many situations that uh, you, you may have faced, I don't know, out there in podcast land, I don't know. Only you know. Um, only God knows what you've been through. But you know, losing your house. I know I've lost, I've lost a house. Um, I know how that feels. Um, having a miscarriage. I know how that feels. Um, now, um, you know, there's many things you can lose. Jobs. Uh, you're treated unfairly. Your spouse leaves you. Um, but what does Jesus say? It says, "Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God." And Christ Jesus concerning you. So we define that as um, thankfulness of feeling, grateful as an action. And um, if you go to one of the one of our big, uh, big stories in the Bible about uh, Jesus and he heals the leper. Right. And what who comes back? One. He heals how many lepers? He heals 10. Right. But only one comes back. Right. And uh, to thank him. That was an action. Again, um, are we any different? I know that we're like, oh, no, I'm not ever. I mean, I'm not. No, not Jennifer. Oh, no, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful when people are good to me. And I always express all that. And and uh, oh, and, and more than anything to God. Do we thank God for the hugs from our kids? Yeah. Or do we just take it for granted? Do we do we thank God 
for that beautiful sunrise when we were driving, or we so confused, or we so uh, messed up about the time, or who's in front of us and they're not going fast enough. See, those trivial things that can sift us, you know, um, do we appreciate even the smallest things that people do for us? Because that's truly what Jesus was the ultimate example of that. And I'm going to tell you, if you get caught up in life, in circumstances, and they're really unfair, and you begin to continue and continue in these areas, someone will not get to hear your story. Because you're going to be caught up in everything else and not be able to really shine God, you know, shine and and show, oh, God, you're going to get through this tough situation. You're going to make it because God is your strength. You are not alone in this. But instead, you're the other one. You're going to go to that mindset. You're going to go to how you feel. And you're not going to be able to because someone needs to hear your story of faith and loss, Mm -hmm. of hope, of forgiveness. And so... um. Gratitude, keeping gratitude is scientifically proven, okay? Um, We can go on and on. I have tons of things on gratitude because we need to hear it. It doesn't, you know, the Bible doesn't just come out and say, keep gratitude. It shows it all through the Bible about every situation. And um, there are seven scientifically proven. One, it opens the door to more relationships. It improves physical health. Grateful people experience Fewer aches and pains. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Who doesn't want that? Me. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm grateful. <laughs> you know, keep that. Keep that grateful heart. Um, I always think of uh, uh, Veggie Tales back in the day because a grateful heart, you know, they're all those different songs, um, you know, they just had such sweet songs teaching children about keeping a grateful heart. Um, number three, psycho- psychological health. It reduces toxins. Ladies and gentlemen, in the land, it reduces toxins, and we need that. We need, we need, um, it reduces uh, resentment, frustration, keeping gratitude. Um, it also en- enham- enhances en- empathy, reduces aggression, which that means you're not as angry as much. Possibly self-control is in there, the fruit of the Spirit. Number five, did you know that gratitude helps you sleep better? And, and, um, so, um, keeping a gratitude journal, that was one thing Mm -hmm. that uh, I do. I have a gratitude journal, um, and you, you get it out and, and, you know, in the mornings, if you can't every day, but even at night you write and you write those things down. Okay. And it's a good reminder of what good things happen today. It's not just like, oh, I got this, I got that. No, God, you gave me a new day. Your mercies are renewed every day. Your love is ever, ever loving and faithful. You are a faithful God that you never, never leave us nor forsake us. And so um, those are the things that are such good, good reminders that we write down. Improves self-esteem. And number seven, increases mental strength. Again, let's go back to gratitude. A true mental uh, toughness is keeping those things. And, um, you know, Hannah in the Bible experienced a lot of heartache of an empty womb. And uh, for those of you out there that have experienced in that, and I have too, uh, of infertility, she, you know, she had a barren womb. And back in Bible days, that was a shame. I mean, it was a disgrace on your family. But what did Hannah do? What did she do? She went before the Lord. And what did God do? He honored. He honored her request. Okay. And um, she made a vow to give him back. And it was Samuel. And uh, so, again, when Hannah did that, I think about, okay, God, we've prayed. I've kept all these mental toughness. I don't, you know. I don't really know what's going to happen here, but God, I'm going to give it back to you. How many of us are willing to give back what God gives us? Yeah. You know, because truly that's, that's, that's what he wants, but are we willing? And um, so all through the Bible, gratitude is in the midst of every situation. I encourage you today to do those things. To keep those things. This is not easy things. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. Right. I mean, of course. Right. You know, but that's not what we teach our children. 
That's not what life is about. Because I truly believe when Jesus said he came to give life and he came to give it abundantly, what do you want? You want life or you want abundant? I don't know about you, but I want that abundant. I want life and and abundant. And abundant. (laughs) You want the life, but you want the abundant life. life. Yes. Anybody can live. Yes. Do you want? But, you know. Yes. Nobody, it's kind of like uh, William Wallace, you know, not yes. every man really lives and, yeah. until you receive, until you receive Christ in your life. And you put some of these things to practice because a lot of people has been in the church. They've, they've received Christ. Yes. And then they just sit there, um, you know, in, in their depression or whatever. And you can choose to have that mental tough, toughness and we, we can choose to be better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Amen. That's good. I like it. That uh, puts us up, right? I mean, right on time. Y'all, y'all. I got this one last thing I want to share because I ran across it. Uh, uh, just when you was in Colossians, I went over to Colossians 3 and 12. and says, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. Amen. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Amen. Thanks for letting us come yes, on. Yes, guys, we just love this opportunity, and we hope uh, everyone just gains strength and yeah. knowledge. And we'll have to do it again next week. Yeah. Right. Me and Babyface Nelson enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I got him. <laughs> you knew it was coming, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> See y'all, guys. See ya. This is the Dudes in Christ podcast.